Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this week's segment of Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled The The Right Way to Joint Venture. Why are we talking about joint ventures? Because whenever you're on or have a business and you don't have a big enough email list to contact and, and sell to customers, when you joint venture, you are cross selling to people who have already bought similar products or products that complement your product. I've been a shark for 25 years. This is what I do every day. Pick the winners and get rid of the losers, said Kevin Harrington. Many small business owners don't like joint ventures. They don't like the idea of splitting revenues. They like selling their own products because they get to keep 100% of the revenues. This sort of thinking simply misses the mark. When a joint venture is executed properly, it doesn't subtract from a business, it adds to it. Had Agora, the largest privately held information publishing company in the world, taken a no-joint venture attitude, it would have taken decades to create the quality product line that it was able to develop in only a few years. There are many ways to joint venture, but for a growing small business, the most lucrative type of joint venture usually involves at least two or three key elements, a product, a promotion, and a market. Okay, we're going to talk about this again. Remember, when you joint venture, you need a product, you need a promotion, and you need a market. And by having a joint venture that gives you the market that you need to sell to. Because especially when you're in an online business, you are competing against other people who have been in the business much longer, and you need to find your niche. And you may be able to find that niche by joint venturing with someone else. The principles behind joint venture marketing. Joint venture takes advantage of two of the fundamental principles of wealth that Adam Smith talked about in Wealth of Nations the vision of labor and unrestricted trade. Remember something. Right now, we are, the United States has a president who is trying to, and I understand some of the, the principles behind it, but what's going to happen is that it's going to create trade wars. It's going to, to create a lot of things that he, that is going to hurt the majority of the people who are currently in business today. 
You already see where groceries are increasing in price because guess what? When you got to pay t extra tariffs to bring food in, uh, you know, uh, that when you deal with an import and export, it's, it's a balanced market. But if you try to overcharge a foreign country for their goods, guess what? They're going to reciprocate, and your products are going to end up being hurt just as well, if not more. And today, we're truly in a global market because we deal with other countries through the Internet. The principle of division of labor is that wealth is produced more efficiently and in greater abundance when working people divvy up the workload according to what sort of work each worker can do best. The theory behind unrestricted trade is the wealth is not limited, unlike a pie which must be sliced up and shared it is an organic thing that will grow naturally if allowed to do so freely. And here's another thing to think about. When you are selling a product and you're marketing it, you need a team of people working with you. And today, because you're in, most people have an online business, it's usually the owner and the small people around them that put the product together, but they need a sales force to help them sell their products. So what do they do? They set up affiliate programs where if you're paying to use their product and you refer it to your friends, your family, or people that you know who can use their product or service, you earn a commission. So that what they're doing is they're sharing the wealth. It's not dependent on one person making everything. And we have truly moved on from where we were 100 and 200 years ago. Therefore, you cannot look at it as an isolationist because years ago in the early part of the 20th century when the United States was first founded, you had many people who brought their skills into the country. And whereas they sold to their local villagers their products, now when they came to the United States, instead of going door to door, they would stand on street corners with their push thoughts, and people came to them. Then eventually, as their business grew, they moved into storefronts so that they could carry more items. And then eventually, some of them became corporations, and the corporations merged. And then what happened when the corporations merged, they started having two to three people doing the same jobs, so they had to offer buyout packages to those people. 
And today, there's no such thing as a buyout package. But people, the majority of the people that go to work for corporations today do not stay there more than five years at max because they know that their opportunities in these corporations are far smaller than they used to be even 25 years ago. These principles, so the joint venture principles give rise to the following characteristics of successful joint ventures. Good joint ventures are those that tear up businesses with asymmetrical resources and skills. The stronger the resource and skills brought to the table, the stronger the potential of the joint venture. All other things equal, joint venture deals grow more quickly and strongly when there are few restrictions impeding their growth. Trust and respect as essential ingredients in the joint venture relationships. Now, I'm going to back up and you, like I quoted Kevin Harrington, and let me go back and read that quote again. I've been a shark for 25 years. This is what I do every day. Pick the winners and get rid of the losers. And the shark type is the biggest uh, a show that has been on ever since the writers went on strike and they were looking for reality TV. So they will, but what it does is it gives people who need money to build and expand their inventions, pitch their ideas to people like Kevin Harrington or Mark Cuban who have a lot of money and who will be willing to help someone build their business. But the first thing you got to do is you got to pitch it to them and you got to make them believe in your product because there are many products out there today that people think of as, or that, that you, you may invent a product that you think is great, but once it actually gets tested, it doesn't work. So let's go back again and let's look at these principles that give rise to the following characteristics of successful joint ventures. Good joint ventures are those that pair up businesses with asymmetrical resources and skills. The stronger the resources and skills brought to the table, the stronger the potential of the joint venture. All other things being equal, joint venture deals grow more quickly and strongly when there are few restrictions impending their growth. Trust and respect are essential ingredients in good joint venture relationships. Now, before we go on, let's also talk about affiliate marketing. Because when you're an online business and you want to market your product, it, the best thing it can be is a consumable, something that people want or need on a, or would, would participate in on a regular basis. And 
what you're seeing now is you're also seeing, in a way, joint ventures with media companies, but because of the streaming aspect of entertainment, you're seeing companies or media companies form that what they're doing is they're taking the streaming and they're connecting it together. And then they, they're actually joint venturing with someone that knows how to set up an affiliate marketing program that will help them market. And they can, because they are a, on the Internet, and they, you can download their product and use it on your tablets, on your computers, even on your phones, that you can take that entertainment with you anywhere. And what we're seeing is that with the millennials and Generation Z, they don't watch TV as much as they will watch through the computer, through their Xbox, through their, their tablets. When they're on the go, they are streaming their shows and watching it when they want to watch it. And what is happening is that they're giving people who use their product an opportunity to market it, and in doing so, they are also giving them the opportunity to earn commission on whatever their the person the people they personally refer to the business and even on a second or third level and think about it if you just told 20 people how they could save money on their cable bill and drop them their if you drop the price from a hundred and twenty or a hundred and thirty dollars to just $39.95, don't you think so? Especially if they have all these computers in the home and they have children who watch these shows anyway on their computer. Wouldn't it be worth it to them to cut that price down? Strategies for successful joint ventures. Joint venture marketing relationships can be extremely valuable. Every ambitious entrepreneur and marketing director should be open to market. Open to, excuse me, let's go back. Joint venture marketing relationships can be extremely valuable. Every ambitious entrepreneur, marketing director should even be open to them. Making them work, however, does take time and consume resources. And because you don't have unlimited time and resources, it makes sense to be strategic in selecting your joint venture partners. And what we're going to do is talk about these things that you can do when you want to select someone to joint venture with. Look for strong partners. Businesses have significant skills and are resources that you lack. Make sure 
that your contribution to the deal is equal to your partner's. An unbalanced partnership is not good for either party. Avoid partners who you don't trust. If possible, limit the scope of the venture in the beginning and extend it as trust increases. That's the biggest thing that you need to be aware of because I can tell you this much. I have to deal with a sister who controls the trust that my father basically set up for us when we were children. And then because he passed away before my mother did, it was passed on to her. And now it's passed on to my baby sister because she's the one that was not born with a disability. And she and I happen to have lymphedema, which means I have to wear compression stockings. And you really need to change them every six months because they get stretched out. Well, we purchased some new ones for me, but instead of sending them to me, she sent them to herself. Now I have to wait till she decides to come down to Florida for a visit for me to get it because she won't ship them to me because in her eyes, they're not important. So you need to be aware that you need to know that you can trust that person that you're with because they can stab you in the back. Make sure agreements are simple, but put them in writing. To avoid costly misunderstandings after the venture contributions have begun, identify the value of each partner's contribution at the onset. These should include the skills, intellectual resources, marketing resources, capital, and so on. Why is that a that important because you as a joint venture partner have the product, but you need someone who has the resources that can help you build and market your product. That's why some of these media companies have joint ventured with people who know how to set up affiliate programs to help them market their product efficiently and in a way that will not only bring resources, but can help other people earn money as well. And in determining the value of these contributions, remember that fairness is not an exact number, but a range. Try to be flexible and favor partners who demonstrate that same flexibility. Establish clear protocols at the beginning for amending and unwinding the relationship if it fails to meet expectations. The one thing that you definitely need to do is have contracts. For instance, I had someone that was approaching me about wanting to host my website. And then they wanted to offer me the opportunity to help them market the product. But guess what? They were not willing to set up a contract with me that basically laid out how much I would make. So that left me in a position where I just wasn't sure that I wanted to joint venture with them to help them market their product. 
because I know that I could do the same thing on my own without them. Yes, where I have my 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 website docs, it's costing me a little bit more money, but at the same time, I know that I can go on there and make the changes to my website. I can write my articles. I can do what needs to be done immediately. And in the other direction, I'm just not sure that I trust them because it only helps to have things in writing. That's why when you joint venture with someone, it is important to see everything written down. That way you know what what who's responsible for what and you can see it on a daily basis. Goodwill is essential for success. Goodwill means that you want your partner to benefit from the relationship as much as you do. The idea is to develop joint venture relationships that are easy to maintain, financially profitable, intellectually rewarding, and long-lasting after a necessary period of negotiation and implementation you want the relationship to grow well and quickly and painlessly if you pick a weak or untrustworthy partner the joint venture will eventually fail if your partner sees you as weak or untrustworthy the venture will also fail on the other hand you develop a reputation of being a good trustworthy partner, good people will come to you and be happy with the terms that you suggest. So here's what we are talking about right now. We're talking about developing good joint ventures and how important they are to your business. Being a good joint venture partner will only put you in a position to create some of the best products that you can have in the business. And remember, as a joint venture partner, you want to put together something that can help you build your business. So I'm going to quickly in the next few minutes just go through a couple of things about what makes joint ventures the best thing that you can do. Joint ventures can combine large and small companies on big and little projects. Here are some examples. Miller Course has a joint venture between SAB Miller and Moisson Coors Brewing Company to see all their beer brands in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. In 2011, Ford and Toyota agreed to work together to develop hybrid trucks. Mining and drilling are expensive propositions, and often two companies in these industries will combine as a joint venture to mine and drill in a particular way. So as you see, when you form a joint venture, it is a written agreement between the two parties. The agreement should spell out 
details of the purpose, how the two or more parties share in profits and losses, and how the two parties share in making decisions about the joint venture. A joint venture, if it's between two small businesses, should have a minimum of this sort of written agreement. And this is very important to understand for one simple reason. Joint venture, you want to have the right joint venture with the right person. For instance, as I was talking about earlier, why people in the industry are willing to set up affiliate programs is because they want to joint venture with the people who are using their products. And you know what? You Sometimes it's trial and error as an affiliate to pick the right program and the right product, but the best thing is that there are so many media companies that are far smaller than Comcast, than AT&T, than Verizon. Verizon is now interested in joining or joint venturing with either Google or Apple because they were going to develop TV or streaming TV as an adjunct to what they sell for Internet service. But guess what? They decided that instead of putting a lot of money into aiding a product, all they had to do was joint venture with someone who already had products that was dreaming so that they could work with it. Now, you have seen companies like Hallmark that they have developed different departments. You have the Hallmark Channel. You have Hallmark Mysteries and Movies. Then you have Hallmark Drama. But guess what? You also have their Hallmark Now, which is their streaming network. And what have they done? They have purchased small movies that were made and gone to festivals to run on their streaming networks. And they charge you to join and pay for their streaming networks. But if you joint venture with a media company who has a streaming network that can stream all of those things, and give you your live TV shows for far less than you're paying to get your cable network. Because remember, prior to cable, all you had was your three local channels. With cable, you got 100, 100 more channels, plus you got movies to watch. Now it's all going to streaming. And with streaming, that means that People are watching more than just these channels that they are showing today. So always remember that with what you do today, you can definitely look at taking your business to the next level with streaming. And I would like to remind you, 
that if you want to learn more about affiliate marketing, about putting together a mission for your business, if you want to learn how to build and grow a business today in today's marketplace, then you can contact me through OnePersonalCareerCoach.com or you can send me an email at info at OnePersonalCareerCoach.com and we can sit down with you and we can show you some programs that you may want to sign up as an affiliate with that we can help you build it into a real business and we can also help you put together an action plan and make sure that you follow through with that action plan to keep building your business to the level of income that you want to have in the future.